Welcome to Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. Are you making the most of your experience as a spiritual being in physical form? Do you want to live with greater levels of peace and integrity? Today, Lisa and her guests will help you discover, uncover, and recover what's missing in yourself. Now, here's your host, Lisa Tremont Oda. December greetings. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and you're listening to Sacred Exploration, where I will help you chart your course to self-discovery. Well, Thanksgiving's over, and we're taking a little breath before we approach more of the holiday season, and I couldn't be more excited today to be speaking about relationships. You know, Sacred Exploration, again, is an opportunity to dive a little deeper and explore a little more about those aspects of life that are available to all of us that are often left mm, not explored as much as they could be. Things that we don't tap into as deeply as we could to make the most out of our lives. During the first week, we set the foundation for the program by speaking about shamanism and how we can uncover, recover, and discover the various parts of ourselves to to create a more whole and, and integral unit within And then in the second week, last week, we spoke about food and giving gratitude to food and how that can help us to slow down and really connect with the divine and actually use food as a method, as a practice of connecting with the sacred on a daily basis. And today we're going to explore extraordinary relationships. And uh, on my approach to Berkeley to do the show today, I was thinking about how I was born with Mars and Venus on top of each other uh, at the time of my birth. And I ha- my rising sign is Libra, which is all about relationships. And so no wonder the subtitle of my book, The Sacred Art of Eating, is Healing Our Relationship with Food. I just, I love, love, love exploring relationship, relationship with the divine, relationship with ourselves, relationship with other. And so today um, I'm going to really invite you to make this show a very co-creative effort through your participation. So I'm going to give you the call, the number to call us toll free today because I just know you're going to want to call in and ask our guests some questions. And that toll free number is 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. So, today, my guests are Tahil Geshuk and Viviana Lars Geshuk, and they are the founders and facilitators of HeartSource in Berkeley, California, and they teach the essential keys to creating extraordinary relationships. Tahil began helping people's well-being through yoga, massage, health, and life coaching over 25 years ago. His passion is synthesizing core concepts of both ancient traditions and modern research, bridging systems of body, mind, emotions, and spirit. He is a master relationship coach, workshop facilitator, and teaches a language of understanding emotions, trauma release and integration, the art of therapeutic touch, and human connectivity. And he's also a very dear friend of mine. We actually met when we were both training in a shamanic soul coaching course together and then did some other work beyond. And then there is the lovely Viviana. Viviana is a therapeutic yoga teacher, life and relationship coach, workshop facilitator, 
And her passion is supporting self-care while holding space and presence for growth and change. She teaches how to access and learn from the darker times in life for more resources, balance, and choice now. She weaves neuroscience and holistic body-mind wisdom to help you rewrite unwanted patterns and live your full expression. And I was very fortunate to meet Viviana through Tahil. So um, it's just such a pleasure to be here today at Heart Source in Berkeley. I'm feeling the love. And um, welcome. Welcome, Viviana and Tahil. Thank you, Lisa. It's great to be with you. Well, Tahil, you start us off with a... um, Atoning of the heart. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, a lot of these <clears throat> tuning forks that I have here are um, there's one for each chakra, and the what we did earlier when I said if you wanted to have a, a your heart tuned was it's actually the heart chakra, and it's a tuning fork that is also related to the element earth, which is very grounding. Mm. So we all had a, a kind of a shot of the heart, so to speak. Heart tuning. Heart tuning. <laughs> shot through the heart. <laughs> right. Good. Well, I'm excited to explore this topic today, and um, I'd like to begin just by asking you, what does an extraordinary relationship look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's different for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for us, uh, wow, it's, I think it, it's, it's about getting really clear for me. It's about getting really clear about what my needs are, mm-hmm. taking care of myself, and we each doing that, and then getting coming together and um, finding that that place in the middle that is that sweet spot where those needs come together, and we're creating something even more juicy and full from there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's um, the small things in life. Um, one, of the, one of the things I really wanted to share with the audience today was our, um, just the rituals that we've uh, constructed over, over time in our relationship. So like, if I think about um, what feels extraordinary to me, it's the small things, like uh, getting up in the morning and making our tea tonics. Mm. Um, and uh, putting our feet in a foot bath and uh, writing out the day, sitting side by side on the couch. Um, I can feel the love of that. Mm-hmm. Lately, we've um, started uh, a new ritual of taking a 10,000 step walk in the morning before we do all that. And that's been amazing. And maybe before checking your phones or anything like that's that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Get up nice and early and do a walk together. And, uh, when we, we just kind of download with one another what we've missed the previous day. And um, it feels great. You know, mm. For me, the simple things like that make the relationship, well, ordinarily extraordinary. Well, I, I understand that because um, what I love so much, and again, that's really what this show is about, is the co-creative journey through life where we do a certain amount of work, preparation, but then we show up to see what the divine is going to do with all of that through us. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about living life daily is, is the showing up and doing my part to take care of my body, 
my mind, my heart, and try to keep things clean so that I can be present. Mm-hmm. And then seeing where the magic is, what's going to happen, what what kind of people are going to show up that mm-hmm. I hadn't expected, or what yeah. kind of food that I'm going to eat that I hadn't expected to eat, whatever it is, whatever the surprise is going to be. And and so I, I sense that's what you're describing in your relationship is you're showing up together to see what unfolds. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. The the, the um, rituals are, it's like a container. It's like a heartbeat. I know it's going to happen. There's a, a kind of ground in that for me. And it's it holds the container for all the in, uh, possibilities and unexpected events. And so are the rituals things that are done daily or uh-huh, every day? And so what would happen if you couldn't do it or, or you just make sure that you always do? Well, it's setting the intention of doing it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, life happens. So mm-hmm. for us, you know, um, we we hold the openness of, you know, sometimes maybe something happens where we can't do it. We're not going to be really hard on ourselves to having that self-compassion that, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. One day we miss it. But we know this, that is that heartbeat and we'll come right back to it the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it feels sacred. It feels intentional. It feels like um, we're inviting something bigger than ourselves into the space. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is intentional if you're if you're setting it up as a ritual and mm-hmm. choosing to commit to it yeah. as a regular practice. Yeah, it's it's like we we just we came to this place that let let's get really healthy. Let's see how you know how healthy environment we can get. Right now, that's and, huge. That is really huge. I, I I think in my own self-analysis that as a child, there was a period of time, maybe like in early adolescence, where I would self-sabotage myself almost every night because I had such a good day and I was a good student mm-hmm. and things were going well. And I would self-sabotage myself usually by overeating, you know, and here mm-hmm. I become a nutritionist, but by overeating so that I would wake up the next day and have something that I had to tackle because I think even at a very early age, I was just afraid of, of my light, as they would say, or mm-hmm. afraid of like, what would happen if I didn't have anything to, to work out? Like, mm-hmm. you know, now it seems so ridiculous to look back <laughs> and, and to know that I had that kind of thought pattern. But I think a lot of us are afraid to experience that, that self that has not yet ever been. Yeah. Right, and and a relationship is very much like that. Like, you've we've never been that way in relationship before. So, what could that look like? Yes, yeah, it can be scary to yeah. to step into that bigger place, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. So, I, I'm just moved by the subtlety of it. Like for me, um, like I said, it's the small things that feel extraordinary. Now, is this something that? is really intended for romantic couples or would you say this is something also for parent-child relationship? Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I think it could be for any and all of that Um, in the frame of romantic relationship. I don't know how, how common that is for, for couples to come together and say, let's get healthy together. Um, I'm not sure. Or even as individuals. Or even individuals, as a couple, right. right. Um, I think it's amazing when you, I mean, that's what we're talking about today in relationship. When you 
come together to work on your health because health is a foundation for everything, right? Mm-hmm. Either if you're single or in a couplehood, mm-hmm. if you don't have your your health, it's well, hard. It just it absorbs all the energy you've got. Right. Everything goes towards towards that. Yeah, it's like yeah. setting a, a container. You know, we we have family night, which is a ritual where, uh, you know, we make sure that all three of us as so a family So we have a go, son, uh, my my son, his stepson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a family evening where at least for an hour and a half we gather. We might watch a show like Flash or or Supergirl <laughs> together, but. <laughs> Um, so your son joins you in watching that, yeah, I know, right? That's right. right. <laughs> so there's a way that he gets to download his dick. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think that's important. Or sometimes we play a board game. But, but you know, that question, is this for the relationship or family or for a single person? I think it is all. And the fact, like, we decided in our relationship to do it, it's now rippling out into our family. Mm-hmm. So some mm-hmm. of our health rituals are now starting to ripple into including Mateo, my mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just that, also our community. Yes. And that was one thing I wanted yeah. to ask you, too. We can kind of bounce around here, but I know that you both have a very strong uh, focus on community. And, and when I first went to one of your wor- workshops, it was back when you were doing the Human Connection Circles. Yes. But so there was always this community vibe. And right. how would you say that community plays a role in supporting extraordinary relationships well you know in in i ran intimacy labs for over 20 years and as you mentioned there were many different names for it but what i loved most about it was just like learning how is it that we can support one another as human beings and what we've been doing in our with our community is we've been holding pamper nights Mm. where we make natural facials from different uh foods like mm-hmm. uh, uh, what was the exfoliant? Okay. One of our favorites is um, it's mango zest, olive oil, coconut oil, honey, and sugar. Because we don't need sugar anymore, so we had to have a place to use it. So we <laughs> actually use it as an exfoliant. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And there's mint oil. <laughs> Oat so. brand works well too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So many things. So there's an yeah, mm. it's it's taking what's in the house, like healthy that. food. Oh, not all healthy, but sugar. But, you know, putting food into products and using it for pamper, right? Mm -hmm. And and we've tried many different facials, but my favorite comes from, like, the the Japanese culture where you take um, uh, matcha and honey and you heat up some water and you slowly mix it in and it makes this beautiful facial that kind of tightens and uh, enlivens your skin. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> and I guess you could do this to each other too, right? You like could. gently s- scrub each other's rosy cheeks and soft lips and all that, huh? Well, the, the thing of it is that like what, what we found is that it's pretty hectic out there, you yeah. know? And uh, what I love most about hanging out with my friends is when everybody's laid back. and When we pamper, like uh, we find our community really loves just coming together and unwinding from the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this pamper night that we created for our friends is something that rippled out from us coming together for our own, from our own nurture. Right. right. And so we wanted to include that. Yeah. It sounds yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, we are going to be taking a quick break already soon. I, I just can tell the show is going to fly by. So again, please call in and, and bring us your questions at one 346 
1-888-346-9141. And you can also reach us. We're going we're gonna to give a go with a little bit of after show experience today. So you can also communicate with us uh, through Facebook at Imperfectly Vegan or Sacred Exploration. Either one will work just fine. And, um, you know, I just feel like this idea of ritual is really key. I've, I've developed some in my own relationship, and tea is one of them. I think having mm-hmm. tea in the morning is such a sweet way to connect before facing the busyness mm-hmm. of our day. It doesn't matter what kind of tea it is. It's the act of sitting there, sipping slowly, mm-hmm. and engaging with other in quiet space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well... We're going to take a deep breath, and we'll be right back. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota with Sacred Exploration, and today I'm with my guests, Tahil Geshuk and Viviana Lars Geshuk. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Trimanota and Lisa Ferrer this February for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota, and you are listening to Sacred Exploration. I'm topic, talking with Tahil Geshuk and Viviana Lars Geshuk about extraordinary relationships. And Tahil and Viviana are co-founders of Heart Source Center in Berkeley, California. And we've been talking about food, in part, as, as one way to incorporate ritual into extraordinary relationships. And 
I wanted to share with you guys, it brought up for me a memory from about 25 years ago mm-hmm. when I was engaged. Well, I wasn't engaged. I was being courted by and, and courting um, my then fiance. Hmm. And he would eat probably four bananas a day. He learned in college the bananas were a really efficient, easy to carry form of food, basically. And um, hmm. so this kind of became a joke in our relationship. And so one day I went down out to Andronico's, which is just around the corner from where we are right now. Hmm. And I piled my basket with about 12 bunches of bananas. And that was it. I had nothing else in the cart. And I went up to the checkout stand, and there was this old woman, older woman, she was, she was pretty up there in age, standing behind me. And as I'm unloading these bunches of bananas onto the conveyor belt, she says, are you planning to make a lot of banana bread, honey? And I said, no, I'm trying to tell someone that I love him a whole bunch. Do you think it'll work? And she says, I don't know, but it sure is good to know that romance is still alive and well in Berkeley, California. <laughs> I just Sweet. love that story. That's adorable. Yeah. So, food. Well, in every show, I, I take a moment out to do an imperfectly vegan moment. Mm. And um, something you said, Viviana, about how when we were talking about these rituals and did we need to do them every day? And it was sort of like, well, you, you do, you set the intention to do them every day, but if it doesn't happen, you, you, you know, you go with it. Life happens, as you yeah. said. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about the term imperfectly mm-hmm. vegan yeah. is that, you know, there might be that moment, but you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You just kind of get back up on the horse and keep on riding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love so, that. Yeah, I want to ask you, because you've talked about health being a foundation for you, uh, how that term imperfectly vegan resonates. Yeah, um, just like you said, um, you know, I, I think people have a tendency to be really hard on themselves if they get off of whatever goal they're reaching for. Mm-hmm. And so, from yeah, like I was saying before, it's like learning to have that self-compassion that, you know, you are where you are today. And it's that bigger picture that's more important that you're you're working towards mm-hmm. um and you know Taylor and I we um I think back in June decided to be somewhat vegan you know um and I say somewhat because it, it's in that same frame of you know we have the intention of being vegan but you know if we go to someone's house and they don't really have the choice for us and we're hungry we might have a little something that has some dairy in it you right, know have right, some right, cheese right. or and you know, we might feel the next day our bodies might not be happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's actually kind of cool because then it's like, oh, yeah, there's confirmation. My body didn't really like that. It's good. It's that a I'm, reminder. Yeah, it's good that I'm going vegan right now because mm-hmm. it's good for me. Mm-hmm. Right? And it just makes me actually stronger in keeping my goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. want to add uh, that there were times in our lives where we had intentions. And when we were straight off the that what we said we were going to do, it was a slippery slope mm-hmm. where we lost all ritual altogether. Mm-hmm. So now we, this has been the most consistent we've, we've been in a very long time. And I think it has a lot to do with the inner stance that we have about it. Consistent about eating fewer animal products or about holding ritual? or well, All the above. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason for it is that we're not, when we are going off what we say we're going to do we do it with intention and we're not doing it uh, to feed what I call the hungry ghost 
where there's something empty inside that we're using as a way of um, filling up because it never gets filled, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a choice from a, oh, life happens and it's okay. It is a conscious choice. It doesn't come from that emptiness on the inside that fills up whatever it is that we're deluding ourselves that we're doing something else because um, it, it doesn't have a ground. Like when we, like when you chose to have a little bit on your birthday weekend mm-hmm. when we went out for that party mm-hmm. and you chose to eat something different, how did that go? Yeah, so, you know, for my birthday, I allowed myself to have the pleasure of enjoying some cheese. You know, that's a hard one to let go of. And um, and I knew, and Teal kind of gave me the eye, like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, it's my birthday. I want to I wanna just, like, let myself enjoy this. But, you know, the next day, I really didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay for it. But I was okay with it because I did it totally conscious, right? Right. You know, one thing that I've sort of tapped into, at least for myself, and, and witnessed in other people over the years is that we, we do what we want most. Yeah. So at that time, during your birthday mm-hmm. celebration, you wanted more. That's why she said we, we do what we want more. You, yeah. you wanted more to have cheese on your birthday than you wanted to be sure you'd feel well the next day, perhaps. Yeah. Right? right? Well, maybe next time you'll want more to skip feel, the cheese on yeah. your birthday and feel better the day after. Yeah. The first day of your next year of life. Yeah. Right? So we do. We grow from our own little fumbles and bumbles and and, and then, then prioritize. It sounds like prioritize our bodies and how we feel. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, my two passions these days has been our, uh, health and connection. And food is a lot more than just food. It is also a way we connect to ourselves and connect to other people. So there are times when the connection is more prevalent and the nutrition that the food provides because the nutrition of connection holds more priority. Mm-hmm. Right? So there are times when uh, you need to feed the soul and there are times when because of the social setting it just feels more nourishing for the connection than it is for the disconnection. And that's what your rituals are doing too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think in some ways where, where we turn to food so much when we're lonely, bored, scattered, whatever the situation nowadays it seems like that's in competition with the phone and technology mm-hmm. and I'm curious what you're picking up from your clients and, and the work that you do in regard to technology I mean people there there will be couples sitting at a restaurant a nice restaurant and both of them are on their phones mm-hmm. and I've been with kids who are sitting on the couch together and they're texting each other while they're mm-hmm. sitting right next to each other mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, we have a serious issue, I think, in regard to that. And I'm just curious if that comes into play at all in, in, in the work you've done or what you've seen. Oh, yeah, sh- sure. Um, well, you know, when you met us and we were doing the, the human connection circles, right. a lot of that, that work was about that. It was a time when smartphones were really actually, like, coming into, the like, the new thing mm-hmm. and... There was this real strong need to let that go and come and connect, uh, just face to face, touch to touch, and um, yeah. yeah. I, I, in modern times, I think we're connected more than any other time in history, and I think the reports are coming back 
that people don't feel satiated by that connection. I call it empty calorie connections. Mm-hmm. So like it, oh, it feels good. like the, yeah. the more you eat, the the you know after a meal you kind of get up and open the fridge and see what else there is to eat because that meal wasn't nourishing or satisfying. So um, again, it's it's got to do with that hungry ghost. If if you're on the screen and you're there because you want to get nourished by connection, and you don't feel satiated, you can get caught in that screen for hours, mm-hmm. and nothing really. Uh, satisfies that urge to actually connect. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is why I love pamper nights because there's no screen. There is, you know, the attention is on human contact and our own health mm-hmm. and feeling good. Yeah. So, um, and then another ritual that we do is, is our, our walk in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have our phones. The walk is part I mean part exercise right but the other part is it's a big connection time for us it's a time for us to share everything that we've got maybe that it's been stored in the back of our minds that we haven't had a chance to talk about because life is so busy but mm-hmm. that setting that container of that walk is the time we just get everything out and then in so your, the other parts of your day you can be more attentive to cooking or cleaning or right. whatever else it is you're doing because mm-hmm. you know you have that time to walk and talk yeah that's the beauty of rituals they they kind of provide a container that you know that no matter what happens you're going to get a chance to connect Mm -hmm. right like it's an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes that our walk it takes for us to do the 10,000 steps and by that time we pretty much got a chance to unload the day previous day and what we're going to do for the day that's coming up Right, and and every time might be different. It might be a time you need to air something out, or it might be time that you're getting inspired. And like the other day, we had this great inspirational. Like we just kind of fed off of each other's ideas for our business and our life, and I was just lit for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a great time for for anything, either getting out or planning or connecting. And just but, like cooking, like you know, I just threw in a new new ritual of walking, added to the ritual we already had, and it, we loved it. So it's now become a new staple, mm-hmm. the new normal. The new normal, right. Mm-hmm. And so are these, those are both having tea and pampering with facials and taking walks. I can easily see that those are rituals that any couple could benefit from. So I mean, simple. in and of that, if they were to do those things, it would jump, it would elevate their relationship, right. I'm sure. Um, and I just yeah. I just want to say that it I I love the method of crowding out because if you if most couples look at their lives chances are they have rituals but they are not necessarily rituals that nourish them and if with just a little tweaking they can just add more rituals that kind of crowd out the rituals that are not giving them mm-hmm. that sense of being satiated right because we only have so much time <clears throat> right exactly mm-hmm. Yeah, and those cell phones can eat up a lot of it. Yeah, unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do do you work with couples to create rituals that are specific to them, or I guess it could be each your... couple is unique to themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, like there's there's a, a a satiation or like a nourishment that naturally happens that like both. Both partners, I think, know when they contribute to the couplehood that 
um, when things get overwhelming for either one of the individuals in the couplehood, the couplehood itself sustains them, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what creates this, the, that nurtured effect. Like when, when we support our health together, like when we sit down, like we know that no matter what's going on for us, us investing in our health pays back to us mm-hmm. as individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that with my beloved, where obviously nutrition is important to me, mm-hmm. and it is with him as well. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of that ritual of just nourishing ourselves mm-hmm. is so meaningful. Yeah, yep. and it's so grounding. Yeah, and I, it's not just our bodies; it's our minds, our souls. And it takes us outside. You could exactly. go to a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could grow it in your own backyard if you really take time with it. It's mm-hmm. really a very lovely experience. Another art that's sort of being swept mm-hmm. by the wayside a bit. So we have Water to claim pumps. it. We have mm-hmm. to reclaim yes. it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to see you, Bunny. We're just so happy here. Um, tell me a little bit about about your your decision to get married. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was, from my end, it was very mm. unexpected. Really? Yeah, so... <laughs> When, you know, when I met Tahil, he was pretty clear with me. He didn't want to get married or have kids. He was happy, you know, just being really, he was definitely very committed from the beginning. Like, that was really strong. I'm committed. I'm not going anywhere. He told me that. But don't often. need the marriage part. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't need that. And so. Um, it's a piece of paper. Right. All mm-hmm. these these stories that he had. And, um you know, I had told him that it was something I, I would want again in my life. Um, but I just didn't think it was going to happen. So, you know, it was a, a big surprise for me when he proposed. But how again. nice. So you were very clear to express. You accepted his position, but you were right. very clear on what you wanted for yourself and made that known. Yes. And... And then did you, Tahil, just hear it and kind of store it away and then do your process? Because you don't want to give her any false starts or... You know, back then, um, I thought I was being honorable honorable by being arrogant. Um, mm-hmm. And I was in a lot of pain. I had a secret exit strategy for every relationship I was in um, before uh, the shift in me happened. I had a, a, a dear friend and mentor work with me, and there, uh, a whole bunch of my pain kind of cracked open, and I like I, I had this like awakening within me to realize like what the hell am I doing? This woman loves me. I love her, uh, and all these feelings of being like paternal feelings, feelings of being married, uh, flooded my system, and I'm just like, wow. And you right. fell in love with her son, too. Well, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. Ev- everything got... Not that that was the reason, but it's a piece that I, I, I know, I remember, I know how much you yeah. loved him before you made this decision yeah. to... Well, that was the decision to, uh, yeah, everything just kind of burbled up to the surface. And um, because of that, I, you know, I, I proposed, but I didn't just propose. I also said I, I wanted to, you know, uh, invite life. I wanted to become a dad, not just a, a stepdad, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, like for the first time, actually considered contributing to the gene pool, so to speak. Mm. Um, and that led me to like a huge realignment in my life. Like it, it was it was terrifying. It was new. It was uh, something 
I, I never thought I would want. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So surprise for a tail and me. Right. right? She yeah. couldn't stop petting me for about three months. It, it was <laughs> like, are it, you real? It, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's as if an old spell was broken. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And I realized how, like, that inner shift, like, on the inside, could have such a profound change on the outside. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm sure you proposed it in the most glorious of ways. Something very creative. It was. It was, it was um, a very intimate moment uh, in our living room um, that kept unfolding for the next couple of weeks mm. because Viv didn't know if it was real or not. Yeah, she kept petting and petting, right, pampering and petting. Oh, well, I love to hear that story. I'm so happy for both of you, and Thanks. the, the Thank love you. is shining brightly in the room. I can feel it all over. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to go to another break, and... Uh, We'll return right back with Tahil Gesyuk and Viviana Lars Gesyuk, beautiful duo, to talk more about tra- tradition, ritual, and creating extraordinary relationships. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota, and this is Sacred Exploration. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Trimanota and Lisa Ferrer this February for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. 
Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and I am delighted to be talking with Tahil Geshuk and Viviana Lars Geshuk about extraordinary relationships. Uh, we just heard the story about how Viviana expressed her desire to be married, and after a lot of internal work, Tahil understood that that was something he wanted as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I understand there's a, a good anniversary follow-up story. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So October 22nd was our first year anniversary. And, um, you know, I wasn't sure exactly what we were going to do in it, but I looked up about, you know, first year anniversary is supposed to be paper. I was like, so what came to my mind, what, you know, how romantic, right? But what I, dis- what I came up with was to get us um, a nice big journal. And we had planned we were going to go get a nice hotel and have a special night with, our, with each other. And I decided to create ritual, create ceremony on that night for us. Mm-hmm. And I brought all of our altar items. And I brought this big journal. And... What we did was we used this journal. I introduced this journal as a new ritual for our marriage. That every like anniversary that. we're going to bring it out. And what we did is we first celebrated, or we said things that you know maybe we we didn't like letting those go, and then celebrating. What are the things that we were celebrating from our first year of marriage together? Like a gratitude journal, but specific right. to your relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and. After that, we, so we had one page where we like celebrated, great, these are things that worked, that we loved. And then from there, we then dedicated a, a, a couple of pages to our goal for the next year. Mm-hmm. What are the One things? goal? Goals. Oh, goals. Plural. Okay. Goals. Uh-huh. Yes. Say, that'd be tough. So, you know. Um, we, it was very artistic. Yeah. Like, my wife is amazing when it comes to art. So she brought like. Uh, colored pencils and paints and chalks and um, you know there were uh, flower essences and you name it it was all there right so yeah we created the ceremony you know we we first saged and cleared you know Uh rang some bells set the space we pulled some tarot cards Um, we had you know crystals and you know sacred things that have a special significance to us before you know, we set mm-hmm. the intention. We set the space. We and, entered this, the like yeah. like our own couplehood as a sacred yeah. space. So that was really precious for us. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Thanks. All my favorite things: candlelight, yeah. tarot, sacredness, art. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Presence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then this was in a Hilton hotel room, but you know, who cares? It we made it our own our own space and you know one of my I had a romantic evening where it was not an anniversary or anything it was just uh getting together after Thanksgiving I was apart from my beloved after Thanksgiving so I brought all these Thanksgiving leftovers Mm -hmm. and we met part way between where we reside Mm -hmm. and stayed at a Motel 6 Mm. and heated up the leftovers on his camping stove Mm -hmm. And took a bath. They had these really nice new baths there. And I had uh, Epsom salts with me, and he had some essential oils. And it was like full on, you know? I mean, it didn't matter where you were. It's what you bring to the party, really. Absolutely. Yeah. What I loved most about it was um, I I felt like full permission to just, from the vantage point of couplehood, 
that you're going to be spending the rest of your life with someone from like how do we envision that life together and what would be the next steps for us it was about you know well um, we wanted to make sure we get the right insurance for if when Viviana gets pregnant uh, um, we you know we, we created art of a new home a new house that we wanted to have we created uh, conversations about community about how we can have more alignment with our families supporting us and how can we support yeah. our families more right. what resources do we have available mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. us yeah. right it so sounds like it's a lot of um, like the journey towards extraordinary relationship is a, a lot about self-healing as you did to heal right and and so that we can come into the relationship fairly whole and so that we can be not that we want to be need to be perfect or anything like that and not mm-hmm. that we won't have issues that we will continue to need to work on mm-hmm. um, but that we can so that we can be fairly present and that when that happens it sounds like it's a lot about play and creativity mm-hmm. uh, through intention yes and keeping it light yep. and fun and and honest and real. honest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and realigning with with that wholeness, like um, like feeling like something's got our back, that we're contributing to whatever it is that's supporting us, and also receiving. Like, how can we receive what uh, life has got to to provide? You know, like um, and having conversations about how to do that. We, you know. We were just, what's really beautiful for me was that we were getting clear on the what. We didn't know how, but we were getting clear on the what. Mm-hmm. And it's such a joy for both of us to witness when we notice the how developing. But we have an alignment on the what. And that feels That's kind really of that good. co-creative idea we talked yeah. about at the beginning, mm-hmm. that you're, you're knowing the what is your role, and then you get to kind of... See what observe shows up. life. Like yeah. we follow the breadcrumbs of life to see how it might manifest, and um, as the picture starts to get clearer, we start to take action together. Right. And the, it, and there's something so powerful about speaking our intentions mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. Um, and like to have that acknowledgement. Like, yes, I want that too. Mm-hmm. Right. In in that. We actually learned that from a lot of things that are happening in HeartSource. One of the things that's been consistent in HeartSource since it began is something called uh, family constellations. Or mm, yes. How, how would you call it? Oh. How would you describe? Oh, well, there's, we, there's systemic and, and family constellations happen at HeartSource regularly. Um, I don't know if we want to go into explaining it here, but it's um, just really briefly, it's a way of working with um, the a family, family soul, soul mm-hmm. um, in a group format, um, particularly like to bring an issue that's been stuck and in the family for a long time, or something like a pattern that's stuck in yourself. And you're not you've tried all kinds of things, and it just keeps happening. It's a great way to bring some resolution. Well, my an opportunity it, for a resolution. Yeah. It, it's very shamanic because yes. in my experience of it, you have so. yes. you have the different players who are representing those different aspects right. of ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So witnessing that for, you know, almost two years and some change, um, it's kind of like we can, we start to have more and more of a sense of our own family soul. And mm-hmm. it, it's hard to tell 
when we're actually in a family constellation, when we're doing constellations or where, when we're actually living in. And, um, you know, we've learned that when you say something out loud into the space, there's power in that. Right. Right. So, yeah. so it's bringing the sacredness and back into it. Yeah. It, it. If you, I guess <clears throat> it's kind of like, what are the withholds and how can we let that out? And how are we, like, our role is how do we take the resistance away from what we really want to share and what we really want to receive and to get that out of the way so there's a free flow of life mm-hmm. flowing through us. The withholds being things that people might not want to share about themselves mm-hmm. where there's shame and right. shame, fear, fear <laughs> anxieties, yes. all of that. Right. All the stuff that's unfinished business from our childhoods that's being played out in the relationship now. Because mm-hmm. uh, if it doesn't come out mm-hmm. at the beginning, it'll come out at some point and, yes. and yeah. could fester and become unmanageable Mm -hmm. and and so actually that's how you know coming back to the ceremony we did for our anniversary that's how we how i started it i said you know i have some things that i want to clear and make sure that i get it out Mm -hmm. and we and it felt really good you know it's also true when couples have angst between them and they start to uh i mean it could even be a conversation about how they need to separate Mm-hmm. And then somehow in that conversation, there's so much vulnerability mm-hmm. and being seen that uh, sometimes the energy just completely shifts. And then there's this attraction that yeah, brings, them brings them back, back. together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's just allowing transition, whether that transition is into uh, broadening the context of the relationship you're in or shifting it. You know. But um, what I found particularly beautiful since I was vulnerable and sharing how I didn't think I was ever going to get married. Thank you for sharing that. Um, is that there's like a, the shift in context to me is that I had all these worries about like being with one partner over time and the beauty of it. And this is for all the men that might be hearing this podcast is that, you know, it's kind of like because you've committed to someone for the rest of your life, a lot of those worries and anxieties get diluted over time like there's more spaciousness so there's less concentration of it and um there's like such a deep ease in my belly now because of Mm, yeah very nice it's uh it's it feels so good on the other side of that man i'm Mm -hmm. telling you Mm -hmm. because the things that you thought that you needed you find out that you really don't and it's more like um the anxieties, the worries, uh, the fear of um, missing out on freedom. Mm. It's this delusion that um, I'm going to miss freedom um, because of the responsibility. And mm-hmm. on the other side, I'm realizing that the more responsibility I take, the more free I actually am. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is this. That's the kernel of truth right. I found from that. And a lot of the freedom is just in not having to carry those anxieties and worry. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. My, I didn't realize that my perspective on life would be different from the inside out. I was so focused on the outside that I forgot that when I'm different on the inside, the outside also changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I love being married. <laughs> I love you guys being married. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, well... Since we're starting to wind down here, um, do you want to share with us a little bit about your services that you offer and how people can reach you? 
Sure. So I'll start. Um, so I wanted to share, if people would like to work with me, um, one of the best ways to do that is one-on-one for a life and relationship coaching session. I call it change work because it's more than just coaching. There's a lot of change and shift that happens in one session. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with um, NLP or neurolinguistic programming. I'm bringing in that constellation work that we were talking about earlier into the session. Um, so I'm working also with deep family patterns. Um, and I love making things really simple for people, like we've talked about today, the mm-hmm. simple rituals. So, you know, someone comes to me with something that seems overwhelming and big, but we're breaking it down, sorting it through, and making it really simple mm-hmm. and easy, um, and creating shifts and changes right there. Sounds so, great. Yeah, so um, best ways to find me, um, vivianolars.com, so V-I-V-I-A-N-A-L-A-H-R-S.com. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and same here. I my two passions are connection and health. And so like I, I see people for health counseling and I see people for relationship coaching. Um, you know, the best way to contact me is through tailgesuk.com. That's T-A-H-I-L-G-E-S-Y-U-K.com. Um, and I also have a passion for simplicity. I think we live in complex times and we are inundated with so much data that it gets overwhelming um, that I really love just simple, uh, straightforward shifts that have profound effects in your life, whether it be something as simple as learning how to uh, add more water to your life or uh, shift some some more healthy habits or um, how to have better communication skills with your partner um, and finding those healthy rituals that create extraordinary relationships either with yourself or with the people you love Mm. well it's so beautiful you both are walking your talk Mm -hmm. and um, I know you're both powerful presenters and leaders and coaches and friends (laughs) and um, so I encourage anyone in the audience to contact Tahil and Viviana to explore more about how you can have an extraordinary relationship from no matter where you are now, because mm-hmm. the extraordinary is is unbounded. Mm-hmm. Even if you've already got an extraordinary relationship, right. it can become more so. That's where this element of surprise comes in. Mm-hmm. How much more extraordinary can this relationship be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'll have to have you back in like, you know, well, sooner than two years, but we'll just keep watching how extraordinary uh, things become. That'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Well, we are nearing our close. Uh, I thank you all for joining me today, along with my esteemed guests. And uh, we will be back back next week to explore dreams, one of my very favorite topics with uh, Lisa Ferrer, uh, an amazing intuitive healer. So for now, blessings as you go. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota, and this is Sacred Exploration. Thank you so much for tuning in today for Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. Be sure to listen to our program again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your week.